0: podcast for women like you women in business across all industries we've learned from experience how hard it can be to manage it all on your own
1: so we're here to answer your questions spill the tea and be completely open and honest about the life of a
0: business owner hello everyone welcome back to the new and improved female founders podcast how exciting is this so do you want to describe our surroundings right now so
1: guys we have got proper microphones now
0: we're not sat on the floor anymore we've upgraded
1: pink headphones
0: we're surrounded by pink balloons
1: because we're celebrating this. This is a win. Do you know what? Celebrate your wins, girls.
0: Celebrate your wins. I'm not going to lie. We've been stressed over this, haven't we? <laughs> like, podcasts are not easy, but I we thought are persevering. I you just sat
1: and, like, spoken to a microphone and just uploaded it.
0: No. no not at all. No. So we've been stressed out, but we've been trying to make this the best experience possible for you because we've had such lovely feedback from oh, people, so which has been just crazy. And it's just so weird to us that people are actually listening to this. But we're so glad because... Mm-hmm. We want to be a little business bestie and help you out with how difficult it is to be a woman in business because it's bloody hard.
1: It's difficult out here, girl. It's
0: difficult, and even like this week, like even Sophie's had a bit of a rubbish week. I had you? a
1: bit of a. I had a day yesterday, and mm-hmm. it was just like so much anxiety from nowhere. So. Yeah.
0: It happens. And you gotta be understanding, like yesterday was just like, I'm just feeling a bit anxious.
1: And I couldn't even say why, like there was no reason for me to feel anxious, but sometimes I think it can just get overwhelming. Like It's so
0: overwhelming. You've got so much on your plate. If you're a business owner, you will know you've got a never ending to do list. It never ends.
1: Do you know what it is? It just keeps growing. It keeps growing. You take some off. You take it off and you're like, Oh, I'm
0: done. (laughs) And then it keeps on growing and I'm like, I can't deal with this. So basically we we thought today, what better topic to come on back with our relaunch with our reinvention than to speak about mental health, how we deal with it as business owners, our stories on, you know, different diagnoses. What's the plural of diagnosis? Diagnoses. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, because, I know that a lot of people do struggle with mental health as it's a it's so common as a business like community. especially
1: working with certain clients and stuff as well you see, I see it all the time and unless someone's fully comfortable with you yeah. to speak about it they're not they're not going to speak about it yeah. re- realistically like yeah. whereas I'm quite a big advocate for speak up talk about mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm.
0: um, but before we get into it I just want to say if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that's like really against people speaking about mental health or you're rolling your eyes please just click off because... we
1: really don't want you here. No, No, we don't want judgment.
0: We want a judge-free zone. Um, We want to speak about our stories. And, you know, we've dealt with a lot of people being a bit negative about our mental health or, you know, people think it's an excuse for things, or you being know, well, dramatic. There's so many
1: opinions that people have, so take yeah. your opinions elsewhere, Lead. guys, um, yeah. because we're going to be a little bit open mm-hmm. about so many different things in this episode, aren't we? So we are. So sure stay tuned if you're not one of those judgmental people. <laughs> Bye! Bye! So, Vicky, shall That's we so start good. talking about our stories a little bit, do you think?
0: Yes, me and Sophie are a little bit not nervous but it's this quite- is a big thing for us it's it really... have really
1: not openly aired really like the diagnosis is the <laughs> oh my goodness the diagnosis I don't know that I've received like throughout mm-hmm. my
0: life mm-hmm. um you start us off then Soph I'll you speak about off. your your story with it all
1: yeah so obviously as a business owner um you know there are different times where you struggle with your mental health um but from sort of day one of being in school for me, I always knew there was, like, something a little bit different about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I was younger, I got diagnosed with depression, got put on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, that must be hard if you're younger. Like, did you
0: understand what was going on? Or were you just like... Yeah, like, there was no,
1: there was no really, like, explanation for me. Like, I just didn't, I didn't understand why I felt like that. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, so got put on antidepressants and, you know, received therapy and stuff. But it genuinely didn't help.
0: Yeah, I never found, like, how did you find therapy? Because for me, I was just like, this isn't working for me. Like, I can, even this for me now is therapy. I can just speak to anyone. I don't need a therapist. This is my therapy,
1: 100%. (laughs) No, so I found therapy, and I think a lot of people that I've spoke to found therapy, like, a little bit strange. I mean, so I've gone privately since then, as I'm older, Mm -hmm. um, and worked with numerous therapists. Mm -hmm. um, And some of them I found very helpful. Yeah. But the therapy that I was put on, on the NHS kind of made me leave feeling worse really there was one episode not one episode one instance when i went to like speak to this therapist i don't i can't remember what therapy it was Mm -hmm. and it was a man and he was so like almost passive aggressive with me red flag (laughs) i left and i was like and i was 14 15 at this point and i left and i was like never going back there again no
0: it's so intimidating as well like i remember when my mum was like Vic you need to go to therapy this isn't normal what you're dealing no, with yeah. um and I went for this like I think it was it was like a free session because it was like a trial thing to see how we got on and I remember just sitting down and sh- and she just didn't say anything she was just like looking at me as if to just offload on her I was like I don't need to offload I need advice on how to deal with this because it's ruining my life so for me therapy doesn't isn't something i need because i can just speak to anyone about anything but i do think for some people it's very beneficial and
1: that's great Mm -hmm. um so yeah so anyway i think it was end of 2021 um and i was i like had a really close relationship with my mom and i can't remember how it happened but someone mentioned or something came up about adhd Mm -hmm. so i started looking into it and I don't want to be one of those people that self-diagnose themselves because I know that is quite a common thing. Um, but literally every symptom, if you want to call it, I tick the box. Yeah. Every single one, you know, this and there's there's quite a few, but it differentiates so much between girls and boys. Yeah. Um,
0: I've heard that. So what what's what's the. The difference between adhd and both yeah.
1: so adhd and boys and that's where most of the research lies yeah is um you're hyperactive you're naughty you know typical naughty schoolboy. yeah is adhd and mm-hmm. that's what adhd is labeled as yeah. whereas for girls the reason it's misdiagnosed so much and girls are diagnosed later on in life mm. because it's internalized a lot more yeah it's hyperactivity that you get yeah it's internal it's your head it's the overthinking it's your brain running at 100 miles an hour yeah whereas it doesn't really come out externally apart from like sort of emotions so for girls it's sort of more of a mental health
0: type of it's it, not like something. it's not open to everyone can't see it can yeah, yeah, they yeah, so that's why internal. it's hard because you're dealing with it on your own i suppose yeah. rather than um so
1: so i looked into it mm. and then i got a diagnosis um and yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD at the end of 2021. So oh. and it just answered so many questions for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I finally started to understand myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I know it's very common for well people in business um to have ADHD because you have to be a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think a little bit weird, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit outside the box to normal people. So um so yeah, that's my story. So having ADHD as a business owner we could probably do another topic on because i'm sure there's a lot of girls out there that you know maybe think they have or mm-hmm. haven't got diagnosed with it well
0: so do you want to speak do you want to say as well about what because i don't i didn't really know till the start of this year what even is adhd so like what what would you say are some things you deal with that are like symptoms of adhd
1: so for me, um, obviously the hyperactivity mm. in my head, like mm. my brain just runs at 100 miles an hour. And, and you can so tell
0: that with Zoe, like when she's doing work, sometimes she's just like, tap, 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 like non-stop. And then all of a sudden she'll just like zone out and yeah. just be like, <laughs> That's
1: another thing, so like concentration levels, because you have a lack of dopamine, mm. sometimes sitting at a laptop and doing boring admin tasks, you physically cannot do it and it doesn't you know i've got all i try all everything that i can um to do it Mm. but some things just really really seem hard so you you sort Mm. of present uh you sort of procrastinate quite a bit and then also so the the thought that your head running 100 miles an hour can turn into intrusive thoughts Mm. and this is like a spiral that you go down and my brain literally makes up situations all the time um so that's another thing where, obviously, we all get negative thoughts, but with ADHD, it's kind of intensified times 100.
0: Yeah, like, really dark stuff.
1: Yeah, and it can put you in really dark places for no reason. Like, it, it's it's really hard to battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a walk in the park. I'm not here to glamorise it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's one thing. And then um, I'm kind of so used to it that I kind of forget <laughs> the symptoms <laughs> because I kind of don't label myself as ADHD. That's how I kind of cope with it because... I want to get on with my normal day to day life, yeah. and if I, you know, embody it too much, yeah, that will be who I become, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's mental health, a lot of it's concentration, um, anxiety, a lot of it's anxiety.
0: Yeah, and um, I think as well, your your self belief isn't as good as it should be. You're always like doubting yourself, and like I think myself. you get a lot of like imposter syndrome, and you just like you know, should, should I be charging this much or sh- do I deserve to be doing this or that? Like a lot of it is very, like that it's very like intrusive thoughts. So you're not very, you're like a very positive person I'm a very positive but to yourself person. you're yeah. probably quite harsh on yourself I,
1: if I would not speak to people how i speak to myself yeah. i'm sure everyone's kind of mm-hmm. like that yeah um so yeah so do you want to talk about your little <laughs> maybe diagnosis of it
0: yeah so, 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 um, so i just want
1: to start by saying since i've known vicky i can i can spot adhd for a man <laughs> and um i said to vicky i said vicky you are showing quite a few symptoms <laughs> and just a few things that you do mm-hmm. scream ADHD to me.
0: Yeah, but I, I didn't really know what ADHD was. Um, so I want to speak a bit about what I what I thought I had first I mean I don't know where I'm at with everything um, but I want to speak about anxiety and panic attacks which makes me feel so weird to say that because it's a
1: safe space here girl it's a safe
0: space and I'm hoping I'm not going to get emotional um but I dealt with that severely for a long time where I couldn't even, like, leave the house. Um, And I remember I had my first experience with panic attacks. um, I can't remember how old I was, maybe, like, 18. Um, And I used to do a bit of modelling back in the day or whatever. And I remember um, I had to go into Manchester for uh, casting. And I remember feeling so anxious to do it. I'm very close with my sister and my mum. So I had to go on my own to do this. Um, And I remember the taxi pulled up outside um, I was holding a, a water bottle in my hand and I just remember going black and I just fainted on the stairs and my water went everywhere and my mum was just like, right, we've got to cancel this taxi and I was so upset with myself because oh, I was like, I've ruined that. It's like
1: you're almost holding yourself back. Yeah, and, and I really did. wanted this job
0: as well, this, at this casting, so I was really upset with myself and frustrated and then I sort of just forgot about it, it didn't really affect me that much because I'd never experienced it before. And then I think maybe a year later, I had another shoot in Manchester and I was waiting to get a Costa, like just get a coffee, hot chocolate. Um, and I just remember while I was waiting to pay for it, my hearing went, I couldn't hear a thing. It just went like a really high pitched ringing noise. And I didn't think I looked different. Like I thought I was quite with it, but the guy working at Costa was like, are you all right? And I was like, why is he asking me that? Do, do I look weird or whatever? And then... I just remember my legs went numb and I just passed out at the front of the queue and I don't even remember what happened. I was just blacked out. I got really hot and sweaty but like cold at the same time and he came up and helped me and I was so embarrassed. I literally just got up and walked away because I was like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing and I called my boyfriend and I was crying and I was upset and then I just went to the shoot like nothing happened, did it. Got the train home. My dad picked me up, and I just sat and cried in the car. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on, and I, mean, I don't know that's why that. Where, that's the
1: point where you just think like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. what do I do about this? Is this yeah. normal? Like, yeah. you question it all, don't you? Yeah.
0: So I didn't know where it came from, and then I don't know why that one hit me more than the first one that happened. But from then, I was terrified to do anything to the point where repeat that i didn't want it to happen again yeah. if you've had a panic attack like genuine panic attack it feels like you're having a heart attack and yeah. you're dying yeah it's I've, horrible. I've definitely had panic attacks. it's before. horrible it feels
1: like your body's just collapsing yeah
0: it's- and it's like the thought of you potentially having that again makes you feel panicky so i was having panic attacks about having more panic attacks so it was so bad where I couldn't even go to Tesco with my sister to a food shop because I'd be like, Lauren, I feel really anxious and I can't do it. I couldn't go out for dates with my boyfriend. So that mm-hmm. was really hard on us. It because it puts
1: like a strain on everything, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was
0: so... so hard. I couldn't go into, I had to quit modeling. I didn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to quit my job in town. So that's what led me to start my business. So I was sat at home. I couldn't leave the house. I ended up having to work from home, making barely any money. I just had no confidence in myself. I think anxiety goes hand in hand with depression. So I started to get dark thoughts, not as bad as I know you've dealt with it. Um but very down, depressed, angry, frustrated. I didn't know what was going on with me, and that's not like me at all. I like to I like to be a little ray of sunshine with people, but it was it, it just wasn't myself at all. I didn't have any confidence. Um so I was like, right, I love social media. I love marketing. I'm going to email uh, local businesses all around me and offer to do their social media for them. And this was before I knew social media, social media managers were a thing. So I thought I'd come up with this million pound idea at the time. I was like, this is amazing. Um, so I emailed all these businesses. Um, and then I remember I, I got feedback from one of them and it got an email and they said they wanted to work with me. So how did that affect your confidence then? (laughs) Well I felt happy but instantly I felt scared because I was like I'm gonna have to leave the house to meet them mm-hmm. and I was like I, I don't know how I'm gonna do this like I couldn't even drive by myself at this point mm-hmm. and I do want to say like when I was at that point I couldn't find anyone else that I could relate to mm-hmm. and I felt like whenever I would speak to someone about what I was dealing with it would instantly become about them so I'd go oh I've had a panic attack oh I've had loads of panic attacks too and they just make it about themselves and they wouldn't listen to me so I felt like alone I lost a lot of friends in this process because I couldn't go out for drinks and do normal things that you should be doing at like 19-20 years old so um I had the day of this meeting to go and meet this first client I was terrified I know this sounds ridiculous but I basically I like sleep with this big elephant (laughs) and I was like can I bring it in the car with me? Like I was so nervous. I was like, I just want to stick with my elephant and not leave the house. Um, and I drove to meet this client, and I felt it. Um, I don't. Everyone deals with panic attacks differently, but for me, I know. I knew when I was about to get one, my face got hot. So my face would get hot. I'd hear a ringing in my ears, and I remember she like left the room for a minute to get something, and I could feel it. And I was like and I just was breathing through it and I just said to her just to warn you I get panic attacks so if, if I randomly just pass out on the floor I'm alright but so you say
1: after saying that to to your client uh-huh.
0: you relaxed um a bit I would find it very embarrassing to say that because I feel like it would make me look quite weak and I didn't want to appear weak I wanted to appear confident oh, and that's, that's something what you as well saying like, that is a-
1: if that takes guts to say just let you know yeah i am an anxious person i may have a panic attack yeah and i think a lot of people are very
0: surprised because i'm a very chatty outgoing person but i can't do anything on my own and that's still something i'm working on now i'm a lot better so
1: fast forward to today then Mm -hmm. like you are a completely different person well you know you still obviously have, you know, anxiety definitely, yeah. and you still struggle with certain things. Yeah. But you've built, a, you know, a, quite a big business. You know, in the in the short amount of time that you've done it. Yeah. And your confidence has just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. I've even seen mm-hmm. it since I've known you. Like yeah. your confidence has just gone from like here to here. Like it's yeah. just. It
0: and I don't even started. know what I owe that to. I think. I got put on medication. I got put on yeah. sertraline, which I want to say, if you are struggling with panic attacks, don't be afraid to look into that. Yeah. I didn't mean, want to go on medication because I didn't know enough about it. So I thought it would give me heart problems and stuff. I didn't know anything yeah. about it. Um, since I've gone on that, that, I think that's massively helped. I think, you know, just time helps. Like I've met. Heal it, like just healing yeah. slowly, you know, doing it at your own pace, taking baby steps. Yeah. And just as well being surrounded by the right people, like, I had a lot of friendships where they, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable to speak to them about it, and I feel like now I'm surrounded by people that accept me, you know, like, Sophie's great, my boyfriend's really accepting and loving and very patient with me, you know, my whole family thing, are. patience, like,
1: you know, not everyone's going to be 100% all the time, but mm-hmm. I still have days where... I go to places and I'm like, you know what? Don't think I really want to go there. Yeah.
0: No. But you don't get angry at yourself anymore. Like I, whenever I used to feel anxious or panicky, I get I'm like, Vicky, why have you done that? Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh <my> God, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm just like, that's that's okay. It's normal. And even now, so anyway, this is like a really long winded way of saying that um, I recently spoke to an ADHD specialist that I <laughs> I wasn't planning to speak to, but he actually. Um, was interested in working with us um to do with social media so i spoke to him and i was like what do you do and like speaking to him and he was just like i diagnose people with adhd i recognize symptoms of it so he was just like so do you want to speak to me about yourself and i was like okay like i don't have adhd so not i don't know why i speaking to you him. yeah so he was just like asking me things about myself that were quite odd questions he was even like are you an impulse buyer or oh like- my god so that's another <laughs> symptom I- yeah and he was just asking me loads of questions, like, are you a night owl, blah, 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 loads of these questions. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And he was just like, right, so I would instantly recognise that you've got ADHD. And I was like, what? I remember you texting me he And week. Sophie was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised.
1: I could have told you that myself. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, what he said that was really interesting was that often anxiety gets misdiagnosed yeah. As anxiety rather than ADHD. So I know that I did have panic attacks. I wasn't fainting on the floor for fun. (laughs) But but (laughs) I think that when I think of myself as being anxious, I fiddle with things a lot. I can't concentrate. (laughs) Yeah, when we filmed our last podcast, Sophie was like, stop messing with that pen. (laughs) Because I kept clicking things. And um, it's been really interesting. And like linking it back to how I deal with it in the business, I... (laughs) even stuff like this is like embarrassing to speak about but I'm just gonna say it um I was like right I am such a fiddler I can't sit still I need something to like fiddle with and I was like do you know what I'm gonna buy one of those popper what's it called pop socket things things for little kids you know what I mean it's like a popper thingy and I got a fidget cube like she went to B&M with my sister (laughs) I felt like such a baby I've now got this hot pink little popper on oh, my desk. So <laughs> At work. I think Sophie so wants you, one. She's a bit jealous. But it works though, doesn't it? It works. It works. So, so like if I'm, I'm getting a bit overwhelmed, give it a little pop. Give it my thing a little fidget. Um what else do I do? I sort of keep my to do list very organised so I can see overviews of stuff. Um I do organization
1: is like key but for me yeah. I'm like organized chaos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: the word I would Literally, literally to organized chaos. Myself. Even yeah,
0: now, I'm it's not perfected. perfected like like Sophie was like looking at some of my work stuff yesterday. And she was like, this is, this is uh, giving me a bit of a headache. <laughs> like, it's just all over the place because I've not got time to do it. Um, but yeah, I think I had a lot of therapy. Um, I think I found one therapist that helped me and I thought she's great. And the one thing she taught me that I'm going to say, and I hope this helps someone, is. To If you've got coping mechanisms, to not be afraid of using them in public. Yeah. Because, like I said, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to restaurants. I couldn't go out clubbing. I couldn't do anything that a normal person of my age should be doing. Yeah. Um, so, so my coping mechanisms were I bought a fan, a little handheld fan, really? to cool my okay. face down because um, okay. my face down. would get yeah. hot. I'd always have to have my water with me. And that's a habit I've kept with me to this day is I always have to have water with me whenever you meet me, I'll always have water with me. You actually do. Yeah, and my sister's the same. If I don't have water with me, I instantly feel panicky. I don't know why, I've always had it. So I've always got water with me um, and I've always got my fan with me. And this amazing therapist to me said, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you get your fan out in a restaurant? Because when you're anxious, I'm not a shy person, but I felt very shy all the time. Um, So she was just like, if you're with a client and you feel anxiety coming on, Rather than sitting there and thinking you're trapped, just say, I'm just gonna go to the toilet, if that's all right, I'll be back in two minutes. Splash yourself with a bit of water, call your sister. Um, If you're in a restaurant, get your fan out. It's not that weird to do. If it's going to help you from panicking and passing out in the middle of a restaurant, then do that. Um, and I think as well, just, just saying it to people, I had to say to a lot of my clients, like, I'm just going to pre-warn you. I, I have panic attacks. So if that happens, then I'll be all right, but I'm just going to pre-warn you. And what I've learned is that everyone is very accepting of it. And for a long time, I would just sit there And just like literally hyperventilate to myself because I felt the anxiety rising. But now it's just like, if I need to pull my fan out, I pull my phone. Out. Yeah, so you've got
1: your coping mechanisms, which yeah. is
0: which is great. What would you say yours are safe?
1: So my anxiety and stuff like that come from obviously a lot of my business. Yeah. Um there's always things you've got to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so my anxiety is more intrusive thoughts, but then that can bring out physical symptoms like maybe yeah. panic, like panic attacks mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Um, to deal with my intrusive thoughts, so I've I've had different forms of therapy, and um, so my therapist said to me, she was like, right, you need to write down your thought, mm. write down what makes it right, you know, what is
0: what like, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Yeah, yeah.
1: and then write down what can counteract that thought so yeah. say for example I said those balloons were red yeah right so I'd write down those balloons are red what supports me in saying that well it's a balloon yeah that's the only supportive comment then then the, the you know the counteractive comment is the balloon is actually pink yeah. it's still a balloon but the balloon's pink yeah. yeah and that and that's how to sort of work through your thought so for example you know if I said so if you said to yourself like my business is going to fail. My business is going to fail. So I'd write that down. Mm-hmm. I'd write down the, the pros against that. So maybe I had a client leave in December. So mm-hmm. that's my pro against it. But the the counteractive argument is I've got however many clients yeah. brilliant clients. I'm yeah. getting brilliant results. Yeah. I've got brilliant people around me. I've made brilliant progress in one year. Yeah. And when you look at the list come, you know, compared yeah. You just, you know, you just think, "God, it's like how is my brain telling me that this is real life because yeah. it isn't. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that's one thing that I really struggle with is just letting my thoughts overtake themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a way that I do cope with it. So, and also, I don't know if anyone's ever tried but i go to hypnotist oh i've tried this once um so i went to him beginning of last year and i went to him and i'm going through the process with him again uh, this year and he is just amazing i have tried every single therapist and i've been put on medication Mm -hmm. and i stopped taking medication because it didn't work for me and i'm a very natural type of healer type of person um, and I I I try and face my symptoms sort of head on and just mm. think right this is a symptom how can I overcome this yeah. um, and he is amazing so it's he goes in subconsciously but he also works with me consciously as well yeah. and it's almost like he just. <laughs> trains my brain I It's
0: so weird. It. I had it once and I was expecting it to click her fingers and it let me like knock out but yeah. it, I mean I know that are hypnotists that do literally snap the fingers and you literally yeah. like fall to the floor but with her she was just like close your eyes like deep. yeah breathe. it's almost like you're in a it's very relaxing isn't in it in a light like, sleep yeah like a s- stamp <laughs> there's a proper a word trance for a, a trance trans- that's yeah. the word
1: um, So, so I'd really recommend anyone just even just to try it because it can yeah. be you can do it for things like silly things
0: like if you're afraid of flying or yeah. something. You can, yeah, you can
1: go for all different types of stuff. So that's one thing that I've always found that really works for me. Um, what about so, that tea as well, the lion's mane? So yes. Yeah, so again, so I don't take medication. So I started drinking um, lion's mane coffee because I I heard that lion's mane was really good with ADHD. So I have tried everything on the market mm-hmm. that you can try for adhd and it there's no cure for it yeah. which i'm kind of glad about because you get the highs with adhd but you also get the very low lows yeah. um so and someone said to me about lion's mane so i said oh i'm gonna try this um and i started drinking it and <laughs> it was like a miracle yeah. i don't I even know, know. It, just I need really, to try it. it just really worked for me so i haven't been taking it recently. Um, so I've got some supplement lines, made in instead, um, mm-hmm. but I just it helped bring me out of a phase that I didn't want to be in. Yeah, um, so. I need to try that, but yeah. well, I don't like coffee, yeah. so I don't know how. You well can I get it in different, different types of forms. You can get it in capsules. You can get it in whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how does our business affect our mm-hmm. mental health, then, Vicky? Um. <laughs>
0: Well, it makes me very overwhelmed. I think overwhelmed is the key word in this. It's an understatement. It's like I'm still trying to perfect not being too overwhelmed and I'm trying to put things in place that will make me less overwhelmed. So, for example, I communicate with a lot of my clients over WhatsApp, but I don't want to do that anymore because it's constant text every single day. So that's something that I want to put in place as a boundary and just say, you know, I'm not contactable 24-7. Um, I want to start prioritising doing things for me in the evenings because my days at the minute... it
1: just overrun Yeah, my days, at the, minute, of, yeah, yeah, my days at the minute are just
0: okay. insane. It's just get to work, work till 6, 7, have my tea, do more work in the evening. Like, it's just too much. So, like, now I've been like, right, I want to do yoga in the evening because I'm not a morning person and that's fine. I'm going to do yoga in the evening. That's what helps me calm down. Um, I want to read you know I want to just calm so myself having down having like a an a bit.
1: actual nighttime routine and a point where you say right I'm switched off yeah I've done my x amount of work for the day yeah and you know making yourself a realistic to-do list because that's something I'm not good at no, I literally I'm not make either. a to-do list of like a hundred <laughs> things I'm like why am I not got everything done today because
0: we're the same <laughs> as well me and Sophie like we're not morning people and also do you know what's so interesting I listened to a podcast the other night and you know it's a genetic thing whether you're a morning or night person Is yeah oh, so wow. when people are like if you're a night will get over yourself and just get up at 6am it's exactly. actually a genetic thing there's a, in your there's genes. a whole thing to say yeah so it's life, so interesting there. um so so yeah i was like for ages like oh no do you know what i'm gonna get up at seven i'm gonna do yoga i'm gonna get to the office for nine doesn't work for me so now i do it all in the evening True. rather than in the morning yeah. so i am the same and i
1: think for business owners it's so easy to finish your day on work mm-hmm and then go home and work because it doesn't stop. Like the messages, the emails, the to do list.
0: Oh yeah, put it on. Do don't do not, do not disturb, disturb. That's a big thing. That, yeah, that if you I've can't, if doing. you can't at the minute afford to get a work phone, or it's not best for you, put it on. Don't disturb, yeah. and just switch off because yeah. it's just And just I'm
1: literally just trying and do anything else that you can. Like I spoke to a client recently, and she said, like I feel like it consumes my whole life, and mm-hmm. you know I don't have anything else. Like please start. A hobby or do something else yeah. that can still you know tick your brain over because you know you're always thinking yeah. um, and that can be your form of therapy that hobby yeah. like so you feel like horse rides and that's very so therapeutic and I go to the gym um and they're my things that I do for me like I, you know, the past couple of weeks because I've been so busy, the gym has slipped on the, mm-hmm. you know, on, down the line, um, oh, okay. because my horse has ramped up, you know, mm-hmm. it's coming into summer, so and these are the decisions you have to make as a business owner, but yeah. my non-negotiable is I still have time to do that, yeah, um, so you know, being a business owner, you may think I genuinely don't have time, yeah. but that's when you do need to look into your business and think right. If I've not even got time yourself. to go for a shower,
0: yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Like to go to the hour. toilet. Yeah,
0: I'm really that busy sometimes. I can't go for a week. Yeah, <laughs> literally.
1: Um, you need to you need to have a hard look at your business and say right. So do I need to up my prices and bring someone in to take mm-hmm. that workload, or can I bring someone in on the current yeah. contract? Price- the- well,
0: sometimes you've got to like recently, I had to make a difficult decision, didn't I? Yeah. About what was more important to me, a big client and a big chunk of money or myself because I was so stressed and so anxious and Sophie was there with me and she was like look no matter what money a client is paying you it's not worth we've both been there like we've both had
1: clients that just nightmare overwhelming constantly need you know constantly need everything from you um or constantly have negative things to say to you which is another massive one that you know you will face as business owner you will Mm. get people saying you know negative things not even exactly in like a positive criticism way
0: yeah um and the money's, money's not worth it, it. No. whatever they're paying you is no. not worth it if you are it makes you fall out of love with your business yeah, yeah. it does it's, um, it's horrible but yeah just making small decisions like that and looking at what's best for you what's going to heal you make you feel calm yeah. speak you know surrounding yourself with people that you feel comfortable in that's a massive, to that is it. a huge. massive one like as a business owner
1: having people to support you on the days that don't go as well because we, mm. but I don't care what anyone says. We all have highs and lows for our business. Yeah. Um,
0: no one's doing well all the time. No, it's but just Like not no one, even um, if it looks like, like they're doing amazing. Like it's a yeah. yeah. It's um, not
1: real. So you need people that you can go to on those days that, will just sit and listen to you because sometimes I don't even want advice mm-hmm. I just want someone just to, yeah, just to let me vent it, it out yeah. um you know even yesterday like I spoke to my boyfriend and I and I don't even know what I was saying to him but I was like I just feel like all these things are <laughs> happening I said I don't want your advice because mm-hmm. he's got his own business I said, I don't want your advice. I just, just want, listen, want you to listen. To just listen thing. to
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it's really difficult. difficult. Um, and I actually, so I'll wrap this up because I got someone that um, sent us a little voice note and they want our advice. So, so we're going to answer. answer it and hopefully this helps um, some more of you as well. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in with a dilemma that someone sent us. Um, It's a voice note. I think out of privacy I'm not going to play it but um, I can sort of phrase what she was getting at. So her question was if you feel that you're in a position to up your prices how can you do it respectfully so not just be like right I'm doubling your prices. So how can you do it respectfully how do you know when to up your prices yeah. you know how do you know how much to charge yourself yes. this Which is a
1: massive question isn't it yeah. and you know we're still working on that we're still like, working if, you know, it out it constantly means like changing and tweaking mm-hmm. um and i think this girl as well she was working full-time as well wasn't she yeah, yeah she, she had a job she, she had a full-time a job, job on the side that. and she's building like a, an agency on the side of that mm-hmm. as well um and it's, and it's difficult, but I think we, we both probably have experience where we've had to look at how much we're charging people. And you do know when you're charging too little.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think when people as well start to say to you, like, you're charging not enough for what you're doing, you've got to really just... I think what I would do is, when I raise my prices, is just put together an email and speak about the reasons why you're upping your prices. It helps to see everything laid out so, like, I know... You know, making a reel for Instagram takes this long, which is this much money. So when you explain it and people can see it laid out, it makes it a lot easier. Yes, yeah, so I would just
1: say to break it down. So write, yeah. you know, each of your packages, um, and I would say price it in packages rather than per hour. Never price per hour if you're, you know, in social media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so write down each of your packages and how long each of the things you offer in your packages mm-hmm. um, takes you work out your hourly rate that you think you deserve and everyone you know this will differentiate between how many years you experience you've got the results you get etc but do not undervalue yourself at all and just because it's you know for our industry people think social media oh you just post on social media no no, we don't so (laughs) work out how long that will take you and work out if you've got overheads in your business so if you've got staff have you got subscriptions do you have accountants you know there's so many fees that you have to pay as a business Yeah. and then you've also got to pay yourself as well yeah. so you know it's not just we post on social media yeah so Super work out cool. break it down and then as you said like lay, lay that out to your yeah. and if
0: and if they appreciate you enough they won't even question like there's people that I pay for to help my business and they are that beneficial to me that even if they doubled their prices I'd still pay it because they're amazing yeah and as, as long as you're confident in the work you're giving people and providing, then it should be a no-brainer that someone would want to pay more for it. I just think if you go in kindly and respectfully, you know, if people... And make it sound
1: beneficial for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I'm providing you a better service here. Um, And I think, say it respectfully and kindly, sometimes people can be difficult and maybe you can find a middle ground. So maybe just be like, right, well, I might knock off a few stories here and there or we can do more of this or less of that and find a price that you're more comfortable with. Um, but if you want to do it full time, I just say dive in the deep end. It's really scary, but you need to start charging what you're worth, and people will respect you a lot more for that as well. I
1: think that's another thing, isn't it? Because I'm at a point now where I'm 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 changing my pricing and stuff. Yeah. And um, it's at a point now where it's like I need to be charging what I deserve. Yeah. And I feel like people will respect me more for that. When, yeah. Whereas when you first start out, it's like I'm just gonna charge like a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, you don't know how much to charge. And you know, you don't have the confidence to sit and say to someone, right, it's gonna be X amount if you wanna work with me. Yeah. Whereas that takes time to build up and I feel like I'm definitely at a point now where I need to reassess my pricing. Mm -hmm. Um and I know that the pricing that you know when the pricing isn't working for your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Um, If, if the effort and the work you're putting in you're not seeing a return yeah. of the correct income you think you should be getting. If it's not worth it, you need to have a hard look. Which at is work. the same for any
1: industry, you know, yeah. hairdressers, aesthetics, food, you know, yeah. fitness, all of it. You just know when you're undercharging. So yeah. so yeah. please start charging what you deserve, girls. Yeah. I, hope I hope
0: that, that helped. Um, and please feel free to send in any dilemmas that you're having. Um, I feel like when I was first starting out, I had so many dilemmas and nightmare clients that I was like, I need to know if I'm not the only are dealing <laughs> oh, with this. this. So please write in, um, and we would really appreciate that. Um also so do you want to tell them what to do if they like the podcast? So girls, if you
1: <laughs> love this podcast, which we hope you do, please make sure you follow us on socials. It's at the female founders on Insta and TikTok. Yeah. Um and then please follow the pod and raise it five stars because you don't understand how much that would help out. That would,
0: <laughs> we love it yeah. we're literally like oh my god we're on 25 oh my god we're on 26 we get so excited
1: but also it just really helps <laughs> the podcast we've seen to more people and obviously our goal with this is to literally help as many people as we physically possibly can so you're also helping everyone else when you do that so thank you if you do that much appreciate it.
0: yeah we're gonna tune out and we will see you in our next episode thank you for listening bye Bye!